Hey guys, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the Every Conversation Matters podcast, episode 11, God, and that's... yeah, it's pretty crazy, super <laughs> excited. Um, just heads up, this is going to be a tad shorter of an episode, as we are doing kind of another intro, um, not dissimilar to our first intro to this podcast, um. That was kind of to introduce our motives for this whole podcast and leaning into our first episode. This is to introduce um, this little bit of a series we're going to go through in the next next few months, next two, uh, three or four months. I'm super excited about On the Fruits of the Spirit, as you may have heard us talk about slash reference to before. And we're going to have some, some guests coming oh, up. Oh, that's right. Super about excited that. about that. Yeah, that'll um, be dope. We may have, we have two scheduled right now, um, hopefully. One for sure, probably, but for sure, um, we're gonna have some. Maybe we can talk to our friends, see if they can come up. Just so, yeah, we're super excited about this series. I know it's it's been on our hearts to at least do this series for a while, mm-hmm. especially yeah. since we started this, um, and just how we see the fruits of the spirit displayed and all the people around us, and how some that they display. Like I know Jack, he displays. Um, love a whole lot. So thanks, Dalton. Yeah, but yeah, we're just super That's excited about this, and we're excited to jump into it. All right, y'all know the drill. Before we start anything, our theme verse, um, Hebrews chapter ten, verse twenty-four to twenty-five, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. And with that, Dalton, lead us right in. Yeah, so we're just gonna we're just gonna jump into it. Um, Let's do I it. didn't say this last week, but have your Bible out, have your, <laughs> have your journal, have out. your journal, your notes app, whatever. <laughs> if you're driving, obviously don't like text because that's kind of dangerous. But um, yeah, you know, it's scientifically proven: the more you write or the more you type out, the more you remember. I say that for myself as well. I'm not just saying that for y'all, but. We're going to be in Galatians 5, 16 through, I guess, 24, 25 for the next, probably a couple weeks. Yeah, for the next couple weeks. Um, so we read Galatians chapter 5, starting in verse 16, and we'll go until verse 24, or 25. I say then, this is Paul talking to the church of, churches in Galatia. I say then... Walk by the Spirit, and you will not certainly carry out the desire of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is against the Spirit, and the Spirit desires what is against the flesh. They are opposed to each other, so that you do not, so that you don't do what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are obvious: sexual immorality, moral moral impurity, um, promiscuity, idolatry, sorcery. Hatred, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambitions, dissension, factions, envy, drunkenness, um, caressing, and anything similar. I am warning you about these things as I have warned you before, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The law is not against such things. 
Now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Verse 26. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. That's cool how that that last verse ties into our theme verse. I, I just now caught that. Nice. It's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, so we're just going to hop into just broadly talking about what these are. Um, avoiding, you know, diving too deep into one or the other because that's reserved for the next nine weeks. Is that what we decided? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness. I probably forget one. Eight or nine. I always forget. But fruit of spirit, um, they are what constitute whether someone is abiding in the spirit or not. And mm. something that, I, I don't know, probably it was church. I don't remember. It was a while ago. But like the parts, like think about this fruits of the spirit. Like I feel like, well, I, I know at least me, I never thought about the of the spirit part. Um, I was like, for the spirit, we should we should have all these things, blah, blah, blah. I was like, they're of the spirit. And we can only be like of the spirit. Um, mm-hmm. Like through, like we're talking about in worship, like spirit and in truth. Mm-hmm. Like if our hearts yeah. are fully devoted, um, fully obedient, fully set on serving the Lord um, and giving the spirit complete control in our lives, like hands open, not bringing anything to the table, like fully abiding in Mm, yeah, that's good. In that power, yeah. And exactly. uh, I feel go, like, I mean, Paul even says it right here, like, the works of the flesh are obvious. Like, we don't right. have to work at those things. We are, natu- <laughs> yeah. we, are, we are naturally all of the um, the fruits of the flesh. Like, mm-hmm. we're, we're naturally those. But the fruits of the Spirit are just a testament of the Spirit's work within our lives. It's nothing that mm. we are, I mean, yeah, some people might, like, naturally... A little bit, some of those things, but we're naturally drawn to our fleshly desires. We are not naturally displaying the fruits of which the Spirit is working within our lives. Mm-hmm. It's just how He's working our lives, and it's just a testament to how He's working our lives. So, yeah. And the verses uh, John fifteen four through five came in my uh, came in my mind when I was we're just planning this. No, say abide in me. And I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, he it, he it is that bears much fruit. From apart from me, you can do nothing. Mm. It's like we can only bear these fruits, um, the true godly definitions of these fruits, um, not the world, like what the world has to say about these things, like godly love, godly joy, peace, all the things. Like that only comes from when we like are set on abiding in the spirit, and <laughs> don't we kind of hit on when we don't? You know, we're gonna fall short, and we don't abide in the spirit sometimes. But like, yeah. our lives should be marked with like, yes, he's not perfect, yes, she's not perfect, but like, she abides or he abides in the spirit, and I can see fruit in your life, and I see that like it's grown. Like I've seen where your joy has grown, for example, in the last last year that I've known you. Or your patience has really grown. Like I've experienced more of, of godly patience from you um, through this certain circumstance. Those are just examples. Um, but yeah, like I was, we were talking about earlier, they're not fruits of us. They're fruits of the Spirit in our lives. Um, so you got to be careful. Like just be conscious when you say like, I, you're so joyful. Like all this stuff, like, you know, knowing those things are the work yeah. of the Spirit in their lives that, like, you know, they have been obedient, but it's 
the work of the spirit. Yeah, that's like a good hands-on example. Like happiness, that's a shot in the dark. <laughs> like what truly makes us happy sometimes, it's gonna waver. Um, but like, yeah, joyful and joyful. And like in His presence, there is fullness of joy, not a halfway lacking of anything. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I really like that um, example, Jack. And just kind of going off what Jack said, if we are like. If we are truly in Christ, that the oldest passed away, behold, the new has come. It should be an overwhelmingly obvious that there are fruits of the Spirit. But that is hands-on evidence that the Spirit of the living God is working in you, in, in mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. Um, hence, why they're called the fruits of the Spirit. I mean, look at verse 24 with me again. I'll read it. Now, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And also verse 25. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. So if we're in Christ, we sh- our fleshly desires are crucified with Him. Because we're a new creation, right? Mm. I mean, it's no secret that we look like what we worship. If we worship the one true God, if we worship Jesus Christ, if we worship the one who loves us the most, we're going to look like him. But if we cultivate our flesh, if we cultivate our desires, if we cultivate our flesh, we're going to look like our flesh. We're going to look like the world around us. Um, Because... I mean, it's a, an, it's an opinion, it's a take that not a lot of people like to talk about, but if you proclaim to love Christ, if, if you proclaim to be a Christian, if you proclaim to have surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, but yet you look like your flesh, the fruits of the flesh, I would question if you're a believer or not. I mean, it it, it may not be popular to say that, but it's very true, like, one of the key determining factors. I mean, obviously we're not we're not God. When we just right. say that, like we don't know people's hearts truly. But a good key determining factor is if you see an obvious fruits of the spirit or obvious fruits of the flesh. Um, now that's not to say that like Christians don't mess up and Christians who people who follow Christ don't display one of the fruits of the flesh every now and then because we're not perfect. I mean, only Jesus right. was perfect. Um, but it is his loving kindness and the spirit working in our lives that draws us into repentance mm-hmm. through that. Um, because we can't we can't claim to love something but then display the quite opposite. Right. Um, so, yeah. Um, but, like I said earlier, when we do act out on, the, on our flesh, repentance is a beautiful thing. Um, and an overwhelmingly percentage of the time, we should display the fruits of the Spirit and not the fruits of the flesh if we are in yeah. Christ. Yeah, there's something I had going along with what you just said. Uh, I think Rusty talked about it a while ago at church. Um, but he said, like, one's life, like, we must, you know, meta- metaphorically, like, smell, like, the fruit of the Spirit. Mm. Um, yeah. And that aroma is what draws others to a relationship with Jesus. Like, we're to make we're not supposed to go around and make Christianity like 
this hardcore, like, you've got to do all this stuff to be a Christian. Like, we should, because it's, like, incredibly joyful and hopeful to be a Christian, like, our lives should reflect that. Like, like, oh, my gosh, why are you so patient? Or why are you, like, so joyful in this seemingly horrible time? Like, those two things, like, joy and peace, just in that example, are fruits of the Spirit. Like, people see that and are, like, drawn to that. Mm, Yeah, Um, that's good. Because people will be naturally, like, I don't care who you are, like, most times, someone's going to want to hang out like a truly joyful, peaceful, patient person rather than someone who's negative, like, very short-tempered, and, like... Maybe language is awful. Yeah, language is not the greatest, like, just brings you down. Like, I, I would... I would bet probably that most people would choose the former. Want to be with someone, you know, full of joy. Yeah, because like, yes, <laughs> I know we keep saying this and harping on it, but it's like so true. Like, it is a fruit of the spirit, and with that, you look more like Jesus, mm-hmm. and less like the world. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a quote from Timothy Keller in a book, uh, Beauty Chasers, highly recommend. Well, I guess, I guess it's not a direct quote, but he used these two words. It's like a saint, like in the Bible, saint is used to describe, you know, someone who follows Jesus as a whole. Um, but he said a saint is incongruous and incompatible with the world. Mm. Mm. Like you don't go on the same path as the world and you, like you don't add up with what the, like with the world. And that's like, full-on example of fruit of the spirit versus fruit of the flesh like knowing what true what true love really is like christ-like love for his for his bride and like the way he loves us demonstrating that just a glimmer of the way the lord does to us like that's so against the world or Mm -hmm. exhibiting extreme patience like because god is perfectly patient and then just a little bit of that that we can demonstrate in our lives through the spirit is just like so against the world. Like we're such a fast, you know, we can, that's a whole nother thing about going fast, but that's just, I can get on a rabbit trail on patience and like <laughs> self-control. Goodness gracious. Like that yeah. in the world, I love some all you can eat now, especially sushi, but like the world of all you can eat, the world of do what you want, sleep with who you want to sleep with, or like, live your truth, live your truth, all, this... all that crap. Like having a, a hold on your body and like knowing it's not yours to begin with, like being controlled, mm-hmm. like can be able to control yourself because your body's not your own. We're bought with a price. Like that is extremely incongruous with the world. Um, and obviously there are examples, countless examples for all you know, the like, fruits of spirit, but those are just a few. Yeah. You know, like I mean, obviously we were like kind of hitting on some, but we didn't, but like self-control, like our body is a temple. The spirit of the living God was within is within us. We should treat it like so. Um, but we we could go on and on about all these. We're get, we're going to in the next couple weeks. But Jack, did you you said it had a passage that came to mind? Um, I thought you were flipping too. Oh, we just had one of us is going to read Galatians six eight, so I just oh, flipped there yeah. just in case. It's like we're going to reap what we sow. Yeah, um, you're going to cultivate the seed of the flesh or the seed of the spirit, whatever you you reap into what you sow. So with that being said, I think Jack's going to read Galatians 6, 8 for us. Yeah. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption, but the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. Mm. 
Mm. Yeah. I mean, it. it's pretty obvious. I mean, it's, it's pretty clear cut. Um, if you reap your flesh, it's you're going to be living in sin. You're going to be willingly go against what Christ has for us and go against... I mean, when we cultivate our flesh, it's basically slapping God in the face and saying he's not good enough. Mm. Plain and simple. Um, but... But rest, just rest in the fact that the Spirit is working within you if you display the fruits of the Spirit. That it's nothing that we could do, it's nothing that we we could ever do, but it's just the sanctification process that He so freely bestows upon His children when the fruits of the Spirit are within our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I got one thing that just came to mind. Please hang with me, this is cool. Um, so side note, please hang with me, please hang with me. I believe in you. So I'm in a math class right now called Foundations of Math, and we do a lot of proofs. So proving a statements are true and false at its basic form. There's more to that, but that's just something's true or false. In a statement, those are the only two options, true or false. There's no in-between. There's no maybe sometimes. No, there's either true or false. And these two statements here are what we call, um, I'm just not going to, they're called conditional statements, which means the one who's, if the one sows his own flesh, then he will reap corruption. Mm. If the one who sows to the spirit, mm. then he will reap eternal life. Yeah, that's good. Trust, trust me when I say this, we just proved it in class. Um, through logic and proofs, those two are equivalent statements, meaning one of them, if one of them is true, the other's false, and vice versa. There's no in-between. Mm. So, there's no... I'm kind of not, like, so into the spirit, but I'm not, like, that bad. Oh, my gosh. Okay. When you get done, I have something. Okay. <laughs> but, like, those since those statements are proven to be equivalent. Just trust my math. We did it in class. Um, Shout out to Dr. Henderson and Mom, because she <laughs> taught it in high school. But there's no, like, in-between here. Like, if we're not abiding in the Spirit, we are reaping our flesh, and we'll get corruption. Yeah. And, but the op- like the good part about that is, like, if we're not sowing the flesh, like, then we're sowing the Spirit. Like, if yeah. we're denying our flesh and walking by the Spirit, Galatians 5.16, like, that's awesome. So, that's, like, just a warning. Like, there's no in-between. You can't be one foot in yeah, like following the Spirit and one foot following the world, like, because it's yeah. either true or false, yeah, like what I just said. I was about to say, like, I'm glad, like, we'll fit in, we'll fit out. I'm sure y'all yeah. heard this term, lukewarm Christian. Like, I'm sometimes, like, Sunday, yeah, I'm, like, all out. And then, like, during the week, I, like, display fruits of the flesh. And then, oh, Wednesday, I got to go back to church and, like, walk in the spirit then. And then, like, the rest of the week, it's, like, no, flesh is back. Like, I hate to break it to you, but that's not going to cut it, um, like, at all. Like, we have to walk within the Spirit and crucify mm. our flesh. Yeah. Because the good news is Jesus is already defeated to begin with. I mean, I just, I'm Psalm 103, I can't remember the, uh, I think a 10 or 11. Like, as far as the east is from the west, he's blotted out of transgressions. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, just live by the Spirit. <laughs> I mean, 
it's like yes it's going to be difficult yes it's going to be hard but the good news is that the spirit is working within you and you're not you're not doing anything to deserve that to begin with anyway Mm. um but yeah yeah, like if you're one foot in one foot out yeah it's just there's no such thing as lukewarm christianity you are one or you're not Ooh, yeah and quick side note in revelation when the right when the letter to Laodicea, which is known as like the quote lukewarm church, um, the like the term lukewarm Christian, like Don said, is correct. Like that's not there's like no there's no thing. that's not an option. There's not like there's not three options. They're not like I'm going to be a Christian, lukewarm Christian, and not. Um, and the term was like to do with like water, and when you have cold water and the hot water mixed together. It was like undrinkable, like it was unsuitable to drink. Yeah, yeah. So that's like, it's bad. There's no like, and you're like, oh, there's some good in there, some cold. No, like, that's that's not option. Like, lukewarm is not a Christian. I mean, like, a real world example. Like, I know this probably sounds stupid, but if I said, hey, I'm an Alabama fan, roll tide, on one week and a Saturday, and then like the next week. I'm a I'm an Auburn fan. Like we would, people would get bloodbath over that stuff. Unfortunately, unfortunately. Yes. And like you would you would say to that person, "Hey, you can't play both sides. Like you have to right. choose one." Right. And they're not like, "Well, at least you like Alabama some of the time, yeah, or at no, least you like, like Auburn some of the time." No, like if you're not all in, you're out. Yeah. And that's what. That's like a very. Real world example. Real obviously like, doesn't measure up to the importance of spiritual like Christianity, but mm, that's some like people probably okay. Mm, but yeah, we're not gonna <laughs> we're not gonna get them around the hole. <laughs> but yeah, like all of our points, like you're either in or you're out. There's no in between. Um, and we're speaking this truth to ourselves too. Absolutely. Like we're not like ooh, point the finger because we've all needed this message no, at absolutely. one point in our life. And like this is just encouragement. Like yes. There's only two options, but, like, you can choose the better option. Like, the life, I mean, John 10.10, 10, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, which breeds the life, the fruits of spirit. That's not in the passage, but. Yeah, I was like, isn't it like, but I've come yeah, to give life and like, yeah, life like eternal. Yeah, the good shepherd, he's come to give you life and give it abundantly. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And abundantly means you're never going to see the end of it. Um, the fruits of spirit. You're never gonna like quote unquote reach a point of like, oh, I finally got them like right, fully. Right. But they're always cultivating. They're always being grown. They're always shaping and molding us into the image of Jesus Christ. Um. So yeah, good good intro episode. Oh yeah. Um, just broad overview of what the fruits of the spirit. Are, and then we'll kick it off next week with love. Um, that might That'll be upset fun. some people, but um, it's just facts. It's it's God's word. Um, so yeah, stick with us next week. We're gonna be talking about the fruit of the spirit that is love, and the agape love that Christ has for us and His children, and how we show that to others. Oh yeah! Thank you guys for tuning in. It was a short episode, but that's not always a bad thing. Um, thank you for sticking with us. We can't we can't wait for what's to come with uh, this series and 
how we dive into each one of them, and the Lord's going to reveal more of his character to us, and um, hopefully uh, to y'all as well. Um, so that's super cool, super exciting. We love y'all, and we're so glad we get to do this, and thank you for listening. We yeah. do appreciate y'all a whole lot. Peace. Deuces.